Hey everybody, little Scotty here talking to you today about cell phone etiquette for your children. Something that has been bugging me for years and things that I want to talk about and get out there and maybe you can think of ways to curb your children's cell phone problems. What I'm really looking to talk about is the cell phone etiquette problem that we have nowadays. And it's getting me a little frustrated, but uh, seems to be the norm now, which bothers me even more. I was in a restaurant. You don't need to know where. Just about ready to order when the table next to me, a young lady gets a phone call and decides to answer the phone call during dinner. I was so enjoying the obnoxious ringtone at that point. I was hoping she would let it ring and ring and ring. Nothing better than a rap song ringtone loud enough for all of us to hear. When the little princess finally answered it, she was so incredibly loud. It hurt. In her conversation, I feel I should share the contents with you as she was kind enough to share them with everyone in the restaurant. Why should, why should you miss out because you decided to order pizza and watch American Idol? So, here's what I learned from her conversation. Jessica is not who everyone thinks she is. She's like a, likes to party. Jason likes Jessica, but doesn't want to start a relationship because he goes away to college. I like Jason. He's smart. Abby can't stand her boyfriend. He drinks, you know. The cell phone is so lame. It never works right. I only use it because my dad won't pay for a new one. The nerve of some guys. Jessica wants to marry Jason. Like, as soon as possible. Like, I think that's total, you know what, bullshit. Corey is going as far away from his or her parents as possible. Amanda has been working at Starbucks and, and can get us, like, free coffee and stuff. I like Amanda too, but she's going to get fired. High school is so boring. I can't wait to go to college where I can do whatever I want. Yeah, good luck with that. I've got to hang up now. Some dude at the table next to me is giving me a dirty look. I wish people would mind their own business. Later. Here's the best part. The waitress at this point was tired of waiting to take her order and asked her what she wanted. Instead of asking her friend to hold, she pointed to an item on the menu and barely acknowledged the waitress. She went on with talking to her friend at the table that she had been ignoring for the last five minutes like nothing happened. Even her friend appeared annoyed by the whole Jessica, Jason, Corey, Amanda story. So to avoid further aggravations, regular public cell phone use, I found myself drawn to the distant mountain. After many hours of climbing, I came upon a burning bush shaped like a cell phone. The burning bush cell phone has sent me with these. Ten Commandments of Cell Phone Use. Insert scary thundering voice here. I hold ye responsible for switching your phone to vibrate in any public gathering establishment. Failure to do so will result in many unexplained dropped calls. I will not, under any circumstances, answer my phone 
when checking out at the store. That's what voicemail is for. Behold the power of voicemail. Talking way above a normal conversation volume is hereby forbidden. Fail to use your turn signal while talking on your cell phone will be punished by multiple traffic citations. Text messaging is not a recognized language, but it is allowed as a more tolerable form of communication. Turning thy cell phone off is not a sin. Talking on your Bluetooth headset while walking through a crowd of people makes you look crazier than Paris Hilton on a day pass. Under no circumstances should you use thy cell phone during a trip to the bathroom. We've all heard it from the stall next door. Can you say voicemail? I knew that I could. Cell phones shall only be issued to children over the age of 12. Any child under the age of 12 caught with a cell phone will be forced to go outside and play. Walkie-talkies were cool when you were a kid. Now they are allow the whole world to hear both ends of your boring cell phone conversation. They are hereby forbidden in public places. Behold thy rules and live by them. We owe each other the courtesy of a little peace here and there. We all need to use the cell phone, not just every minute. Don't make me take another trip up the mountain. So there you go. The 10 rules of cell phone etiquette from the mouth of some fat guy in Illinois. So anyways, um, I did all that in a record time, 7 minutes and 11 seconds. So, I also wanted to talk today about uh, not only the cell phone etiquette, which really gets on my nerves, it's also the uh, cell phone driving. Um, this is something that has become a problem with adults and kids. Anybody who has a car that is older than a 2000, and I think it's 14, does not have a Bluetooth speaker. Now you can buy a Bluetooth speaker for your car. It's not really that hard to do. They're about uh, 30 or 40 bucks and you can install them and your cell phone is work, it'll work as a Bluetooth. Now, is that the way to go for you? Well, it is if you don't have Bluetooth, if you don't have a way to do a hands-free talking while you're driving. Now, every time someone looks down at a cell phone, all I can think about is, I'm going to have an accident. Because they're not paying attention, which means they're going to slam on their brakes, which means I'm going to slam on my brakes. Now, hopefully my brakes are better than their brakes, but you never know. So, all I can say is, Please, if you have to hold the cell phone up to your ear, you're doing something wrong, just go get the damn Bluetooth device that allows you to hook it up to your phone and give you a speaker sound through your car. It's, it works fine. I've seen them, and they work great. So all you got to do, hook that up, and you'll be ready. Now, the other thing is the texting. Um, that is worse than anything. Texting while driving is the one thing that you should tell your child, a teenager especially, obviously, that is not allowed. It's just not allowed in your family. And I think that if you put that forward and make sure that they know that, it'll be important 
to both them and to you. And just tell them why. You know, you like them alive. You like it when they come to dinner. You'd like to have grandchildren someday. You'd like to never visit their grave and all that other fun stuff. So just get them off the texting while driving. If they're doing it, they're going to have an accident, and all you can hope for is that it's a minor one. And if they have an accident while texting, and usually the cop can tell, you know, they can pull the phone up, see what was going on at the exact time of the accident, and if they're texting, they get a healthy ticket, you should be the one taking the cell phone away. So, or at least limiting it, I don't know how you do this, I'm sure you can, limiting it to emergency calls only. If that's the case, that's what they deserve. So you got to be tough when it comes to that. Cell phone texting while driving is the most dangerous thing. They say it's more dangerous than smoking in the car, than anything else that can distract you in a car. It's much more dangerous. Having the stereo up high, it's just more dangerous. So remember, it's an important part of it. You just have to tell them they can't text and drive. So that rant's over. What else should we go to today? Well, been thinking about a few things. Part two of this little rant. The title of this section, I feel, is very important. It's called The Dad. You can be a father, but being a dad is a real talent. And uh, I've always said that I enjoy being a dad, which means my kids enjoy being with me And they did when they were little kids, and they did when they were teenagers, and they did now, or they do now. So remember that there are certain things that are just heartwarming, like when you see a dad walking his children. I was lucky enough to see this event this week. Walking down one of the roads here in town, in the thriving metropolitan area that I live in, I saw a young dad pushing a stroller with what looked like twins that were about 18 months old and about a three-year-old daughter following him on a bike with all the options, you know, training wheels, shining tassels, hanging from the handlebars, power windows, air conditioning, bucket seats. He had a big smile on his face that said, I'm dad and I love it. Being a dad is much different than being a father. Anyone can be a father, but being a dad is special. Before I start waxing poetic on all of you, let me give you some information about me. I've been married for 35 years now to the voluptuous Eileen, and I am dad of four kids, ages 31, 28, 26, and 23. Two girls and two boys. Don't ask me how that happened. I was just happy to be a part of it. I've been lucky. We haven't had any real major problems with them. They're great kids. Get good grades and make me proud of their dad. Make me proud to be their dad every day. Parenting is difficult for a lot of people, and I'm not sure why that is. Some people make it out to be the worst experience of their life. Here's an idea. Stop having children if that's how you feel. We all know what causes pregnancy and how to prevent it. 
I feel compelled to help out those fathers who would like to become dads. I've tried to outline the differences between dads and fathers. I hope it helps. Fathers, show up to only one or two of their sons' or daughters' baseball games per season. Talk continuously on their cell phone during the game and scream at their kid from the stands when they make a mistake on the field. They never offer to help the coach, but have no problem criticizing the coaches when the team doesn't win. Dads make it almost to all games, turn their cell phone off so they can't pay or they can pay attention to the kid during the game. Never embarrass their child by screaming at them during the game. Get involved in helping coach the coaches or offering encouragement to the kids. Just showing up is a great start. Being a little bit silly during the game is to help ease the stress level for the kids. Also, the sign of a good dad. Make a kid laugh. You'll be surprised how good it will make you feel. Fathers, they blame work for their absences. If you have a job that doesn't allow you to spend time with your kids, find a new job. We all get stuck at work late here and there. If it happens all the time, you're doing something wrong. Worry less about the promotion and more about your parent, more about your role as a parent. Here's an idea. Drive a Toyota instead of a Lexus, a Ford instead of a Mercedes, vacation in the U.S. instead of Europe. Your kids are your legacy, not your toys. Dads. Dads take their kids to school whenever possible. Help with homework, show up at school, rendition of the Christmas story, even when the singing will be bad and you can hardly breathe in the crowded gym. They are man enough to drive the ugliest minivan ever made because it's better for the kids' comfort. They give up the weekly stop at the neighborhood bar to watch their five-year-old daughter at her first ballet recital. They give out hugs as often as politicians give out false promises. I have some advice for couples, too. What the heck, I'm on a roll. Don't fight in front of your kids. They don't need to see it. Take it outside. That's what I said when I was a bouncer, and it worked out pretty well. If you fight in front of your kids, they will assume that it is normal behavior for adults. This leads to the old lady in the checkout line arguing with a 17-year-old checkout girl because tuna is 25 cents more expensive than it was last week. I mention this because I saw it happen. I ended the argument by tossing a quarter up on the checkout counter. She got the hint. If you find yourself saying the same things that made you so mad when your parents said them to you, stop and think before you speak. Listen to your kid's side of the story first. Trust your kids until they give you a reason not to. Once they lie to you, all bets are off. Respect your kids, and they'll respect you. You may think it's okay to declare yourself the dictator of the household, but dictators have a tendency to be overthrown. You can lose control by being too controlling. Ask Saddam about that. Oh, wait, he's dead. See where I got him? See where it got him? Consider yourself the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Everyone gets a vote, but you get to be the swing vote. 
If you are heavy drinkers, don't be surprised if your teenager becomes home drunk. Most learning starts at home. Drunken parents equal drunken kids. Drunken parents say smart things like, do as I say, not as I do. If you find yourself saying this, find the nearest two by four and hit yourself right on the head with it. Provide an environment at home that attracts the neighborhood kids to your house to play with your kids. That way you're always gonna know where your kids are. If the parents are nice and fun to hang around with, all the kids will feel welcome. Try to produce this kind of home. It will pay off later. Last but not least, you can be your kid's parent and friend at the same time. Militant parenting never works. You stick your kids with thousands of dollars in psychiatric bills later on. That will result in you being put in a nursing home that you don't like. After all, you have to remember one statement. Be nice to your kids. They'll pick out your nursing home. Sounds kind of harsh, but it's very true. They do pick out your nursing home. So, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to actually change the way you act? Are you going to stop fighting in front of your kids? Something that I watched my parents do time and time again. Used to scare the hell out of me. I'm what they call an empath. It's a... uh, It's a person who's emotionally sensitive to other person's emotions. So when I would see my brother get beat, I would feel as emotional as he did. And uh, it was just something that I didn't know what it was until just recently when my daughter finished her psychology degree. And she printed out the, the actual data on empaths and what makes them feel the way they do and it was very surprising just about everything that causes me to have these emotional um, you know I don't know what you want to call them emotional periods we're on that list it was incredible Um, loud noises things like that just weird stuff but I experience it almost every day and I have to figure out You know, okay, this is a time where I'm empathetic and I have to just go with it and you'll get through it. You know, it's just one of those things. It also allows me to really sense when someone is emotionally troubled. And I'm one of those people that they call a good ear. So a lot of people come to me for advice or just to talk to me. I've grown used to it. I kind of enjoy it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. I think that a lot of times um, this gift or curse, depending upon which way you look at it, is something that I can use to help people, you know, who are struggling and having trouble. I can get them to open up and talk to me and maybe we can solve the problem together. It is something that I feel... I need to do for anybody who comes to me. I just wish that more people would come to me. Right now, being that I'm older and my friends are all older and most of them are still working, you know, they're in big jobs now and making big money. And I'm sitting here making no money doing a podcast. 
I should probably put a PayPal thing out so you guys could all send me lots of money and make me very wealthy. But I probably won't do that because that's not why I'm doing this podcast. I'm actually trying to give you advice about being a parent. So um, I think we're going to cut it a little short today because um, I got a little sore throat. It's starting to bother me. So we're at about 22 minutes. So I think we'll end it here. Let me know what you think. Um, I hope that uh, you got some good out of this. As you could tell, I was reading out of a book that I actually wrote that was published, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. The stories are all related to parenting and some other things. And I think that every once in a while, I'm going to take the time to read one of these stories because it means a lot to me that I wrote it back then. And it was very popular in the newspaper. So um, I just want to say goodbye. Have a great day. And uh, be nice to your kids. <laughs>